Bukhatov, today's daf is Chavtat, and when you're a little ahead, we pick up at the Mishnah. Um, and we're still dealing with scenarios about delivering a get to a shaliyah. Um, and uh, we've been using that, I mean, that's given us an opportunity to explore some interesting scenarios. Uh, most recently, the guy was left alive. Can we assume he's still alive when the get is being delivered? And now we get to something that's actually quite central. Both gets us, gets us back to Bafani Nechtam, Bafani Nechtam. Don't forget about that. And also, but also central to. Uh, idea of the person's status as a shaliach. So let's take a look. Look, maybe get by Yisrael. Somebody brings a get in Eretz Yisrael, the chala, and he gets sick, and he can't continue his shlichos, uh, his agency. He appoints another person. You don't need a basin. Presumably, you don't even need witnesses, right? Which is also an interesting question, right? Where's like, you know, how do you bring evidence that this person has been appointed as the shaliach? If there needs to be aid of Fakimadav, right? It's a general question. If witnesses have to testify to the delivery of the get, you know, how can they testify if they don't know that these are the right parties? Um, it's actually an interesting question in Kiddushin. You know, the places that have the minute of having like a dektichel, which is like, you know, the collar wears like a, uh, a veil that's like really a thick, opaque type of a, a thing. So how does the chassan know who he's marrying? It could be like a whole Rachel and Leah story. Anyway, so, so that's a question about, you know, if you have somebody who says they're an agent, to give the get, do you need there to be witnesses that identify that person's status, you know, so that you can combine the testimonies, at least in theory, and know and have evidence that the person actually was appropriate, you know, was a messenger of the husband. So it could be that the answer is no. I mean, we haven't seen that yet, but it could be, A, and maybe you don't need it at all. You don't need to have be able to string together that evidence. But B, it might be that uh, holding on to the get provides in itself sufficient evidence to this person's status. Of course, that would leave over the question about the woman appointing a shaliach, because there's no evidence that that person has been appointed by the woman, um, and that is going to be an interesting question. To what degree do you need testimony to who, the, whether the person has been appointed as a shaliach? So here, this person, at least he is carrying a get. We've never mentioned yet that he needs any testimony, any witnesses to see his appointment. And here, he can go ahead, and he can't continue it, and he can find uh, somebody else to take his place, and without a basin, maybe, probably even without witnesses, witnesses from the sense of the Mishnah go ahead and appoint somebody else to take his place and to continue the shlichus. So that's what the Mishnah says. But if the husband said to the shaliach, when you give the get, making sure you get back from her a certain object of mine she's been holding on to, maybe using the get as a little leverage here or something, not clear, we'll see about that in the Gemara, but when you give her the get, I want you to get back an object that she's holding on to. So then he cannot give over his shlichus to another person. Why not? It is not the husband's desire that his um, uh, picadon, his uh, what's the picadon? The object that's being uh, watched. There's, there's a technical term for this. Anyway, um, <laughs> that that that, uh, that that object that is entrusted, um, that, that he's entrusting to the shaliach, he does not want somebody else to be handling it. Okay, you cannot assume that just because I asked Ruvain to get back from me that uh, prized uh, painting that my wife was holding on to, that I'd be okay with Shimon getting that back. I don't want my painting to be held by Shimon. I only wanted it to be held by Ruvain. Now, the question is, 
is this one shlichus or two shlichuses, right? Okay, so fine, don't get the painting back, but still deliver the get, right? And to what degree is getting the painting back, condi- the get conditional on the right person getting the painting back? It sounds from the mission that it is. It, doesn't, it sounds like, don't send the get. Why, why don't you say send the get, but don't get the object? Or maybe, well, then I won't have the leverage. Um, but okay, but if I did send the get through the shaliyach, and he did give it, and he, whether he did or didn't get the object, and I'm not happy with what happened with the object, is it still a good get or not? That's not clarified in the Mishnah. What were you going to say? Yeah. So... So that's the second part, but the first part is that the shaliach can appoint another shaliach. So let's take a look at the Gemara. Amar Rav Kahana, says Rav Kahana, Chalotnan. Our Mishnah says if the shaliach got sick. So the Mishnah says, Pita, obviously, Chalotnan, the Ketani, it says it in the Mishnah. I know how to read. Okay? But the obvious point is he's underscoring that that's a serious condition of the Mishnah. No. Maudetema, I might have thought, who had the Avagav de Lochala? You know what? Even if didn't get sick. He can appoint somebody in his stead. Um, why did he say he got sick? Just to give you a common scenario. Why is he appointing somebody else? But it's not requisite. Like, uh, you know, it's not. You don't, you're allowed to appoint somebody in your stead for whatever reason. No, Kamash Milan. No, that's what Afghan is telling you. The Mishnah means it when it says Kala. You're only allowed to appoint a substitute if you cannot complete the shlichus yourself. Otherwise, you're not entitled to point one. So now we're going to have to explore that. So now the says like this. Um, so, uh, thank you so much. Okay, so... Kamash um, Mulan. Hechidami, what's the case? Idamale holech. If he just said to him, deliver this yet. It should be good even without getting sick. Okay, now we're just saying this because we're about to quote a brighter, and the word chala getting sick is not in the brighter. Okay, so we're just anticipating a brighter we're about to quote. So if he just said deliver it, then he should be able to appoint a substitute without getting sick. The Eid Amalek Atol, he said, I want you to deliver it, you deliver this get, so you seems to be only you. Then even getting sick, in case of getting sick, he should not be entitled to, to, to create a substitute. Okay? As we're about to see. The um, Eid Shim Gamliel, and if it's following the position of Reb Shim Gamliel, who we are about to see, also getting sick shouldn't matter. Ditani. So all that was a lead into allow us to quote the following Brighta. Um, deliver this get to my wife um, you're allowed to send it you're allowed to give it over to somebody else so the time of the bright that says you do not need to get sick you just are basically uh, permitted to appoint somebody in your stead um, um, a minute um if you say you deliver this get to my wife don't send it to somebody else so the Mishnah feels that Chala is immaterial right doesn't mention it as a condition and the difference is between whether you say deliver or you deliver okay so that's the focus of the Mishnah either way you're not entitled to appoint another Shaliyah so Mishnah says you can never do it the Tanakama of the Brighta says that it matters whether you said deliver or you deliver. Nobody brings in the idea of getting sick as a condition. So you could make it a debate. right? You could say that our mission of feels getting sick is what's important and this mission, and this right feels otherwise. But the Gemara is going to try to reconcile them. It has three possible ways of reconciling the Brighta with the Mishnah. Let's take a look. 
says the Gemara, one way to read it is the most narrow way. You're only allowed to make a shaliach if you have both conditions. What the Brita says, that you said delivered, you don't say you deliver, you said deliver. And in addition, only under the condition that he gets, that, that he gets sick. Okay, that it's impossible to do it himself. That's the narrowest read. The Ebite Aima, and if you want, you could say, um, I keep on losing my place, one minute. That's the most lenient read. Either is enough. Either you say deliver, then you can make a shaliach, make a shaliach. Or even if you said, as the bright, when the brighter said, you deliver, you're not allowed to make a shaliach, the brighter would admit that if you got sick, you, do are, you are allowed. Okay? So that's the most lenient read. A shaliach can make a shaliach, either if you just said, if he didn't say the word you, and even if he said the word you, getting sick gives him that permission. The Ebi Damon, if you want, and this is just a variation of what we just said, who says, it doesn't matter whether you say deliver or you deliver, you can't. That's only the default. But when you get sick, you're allowed to. Okay? So basically, the last two of the three readings said, even in the cases that the Brita identifies, whether Tanakama or Ribshimamliel, that you're not allowed to make a Shaliach. Even if it was a case like you make it, when you get sick, that gives you the, pro- then you are allowed. Okay? You, I mean, you deliver when you get sick. And again, it's not like there's some special halacha l'moshamisinai about a shaliach getting sick or about, you know, or saying you as opposed to deliver. It seems that it's all a question about whether it is, you know, implicitly in the husband's um, um, assignment of agency or not. Like what the husband wanted. You know, you could sort of say like hakpada debal, but sometimes the hakpada debal is like an extraneous type of a thing. Like, you know, he just has some weird concern that he, uh, you know, that he doesn't want things to happen under certain circumstances. Like we had a case, for example, whatever anyway but here it seems like it's a basic question of what's the how you know under what conditions is the shaliach empowered right so if do we assume that when he says you deliver he specifically wants to own to, to, to say you have to be the one and not somebody else and that's the very nature of the shlichut okay on the other hand we, we also assume that that he you know bottom line the higher value is that he wants this, the job done and to get delivered so therefore if the, it's not going to be possible otherwise the guy got sick then that would be an exception and he would allow for that to be handed over and that's the idea of Chalashani okay so the Chalashani and the Atolech are basically saying we're trying to understand under what circumstances is the husband like you know you know is the husband empowering the agency right is he prepared to have that agency transferred over and maybe under the normal case we would say no or certainly if he said you deliver we would say no but ultimately he's more interested in getting to get delivered so if there's no other choice if it's Chala he would want it right it would be another owner as well and any other circumstance in which the shaliyah could not reasonably do it right exactly I guess it's an interesting question which is what if it's not an onus but what if a shaliyah like refuses you know like he changed his mind I, whatever it's like yeah I just I don't want to slap I don't whatever I have too many things I have to do today I'm sorry I'm not doing it it's not an onus you could do it okay but ultimately if the husband wants to get delivered right and that's more important right so that's an interesting question which I don't know the answer okay anyway so that's the issue the issue is, is that with Chala you know Chala might be in our Mishnah but that might be an allowance to a case when he said Atolech okay now the Gemara continues um, okay um, Tznat we taught in a Mishnah maybe get ready to serve a Chala our Mishnah Raminu now I'm going to challenge this idea that you can appoint somebody else whatever the conditions are you got sick you didn't say At you can appoint somebody else we have another teaching Mishnah Amr 
says to two people give a get to my wife or to three write and give a get to my wife they have to be the ones to write it and give it they cannot appoint somebody else you know, in they yes, of a shaliach lo, they can't appoint a shaliach. Now, what's the idea behind this? Let's start with the idea about the difference between two and three. If you said to three people, give a get to my wife, okay? So three people is understood to be a basin, and give a get would mean supervise that a get be given to my wife, and therefore they can appoint somebody to write it. So that's the case, which starts off as the case that allows them to appoint it to somebody else. You have three people, they're based in, he says, give it to my wife, they would be allowed to have somebody write it. But if he says to those three, write it and give it to my wife, then we assume that that means not to supervise it, he's telling them they have to write it. So they cannot appoint somebody else. Okay, that's just the assumption. Give it means supervise, make sure it gets given. Write it and give it means you have to write it. Okay? And um, give it also. And give it also. Right. They have to be the shliach for Ksiva and the shliach presumably for Nasina. We'll see about that in a minute, but yes. Okay? If so, if he says to two, now if he just says to two, give it to my wife, so why doesn't give it mean see that it gets given? No, that also, they also have to write it themselves because even if he means see that it gets given, when, if, unless it's a based in, you can't give over like the responsibility to, you know, to, 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 to take like the general responsibility that be given. Anything other than a based in can only be appointing an agent. So if he says to two, give it, that means he's appointing them as an agent, and basically the presumption of this Mishnah is, the way the Gemara is understanding it, is, is that an agent, a shaliach, cannot make a shaliach. Okay? An agent cannot pass it over. So if you say to two, they're just two agents. They're just two shalichim, and therefore, they can't pass it over. They have to write it and give it themselves. If you say to three, if, you, if the based in, a based in can make a shaliach for you. So if you say tnu, they can make a shaliach for you, because now you, you're telling them, oversee it, but if you say keys through, then you're telling them, write it yourselves. Okay? So that's, again, the eighth point is, keys through, is understood to mean, write it yourself, write it, and give it yourselves. Okay? Tnu means, see that it gets given. See that it gets given. Okay? That's the difference. So if it's a based in, and you said Tnu, they don't have to do it themselves. If you said Kisru and Tnu, they do. But the mission says, if it's true people, even if you said, see that it gets given, they've got to do it themselves. Why? Because a shliach can't make a shaliach. The only person that can appoint an agent is a basin or the husband. Okay, a basin on behalf of the husband. Okay, but two people, even Tnu, they have to do it themselves because they cannot appoint a shaliach in their stead. They're only, so that is the read of that mission. So let's take a look. Maybe yes? But it, it seems a little odd. I mean, it's all very technical and you know, weighty matter and everything. Right. And the idea that you could just, if I forget, the whole writing is given and everything just by giving an instruction. Right. Well, what, what would you need the husband to do more than to instruct? I mean, he's going to have to write, what, he has to write it himself? He has to deliver it himself? I mean, right, exactly. You're saying like the fact that all he needs to do is say those magic words, one right? One time, right? I mean, but isn't that true also like when you talk about somebody appointing power of attorney? Although I guess there, you know, you need a, a, a serious document written out and you, you know, right? You, you know, it's not just a verbal instruction, right? 
Like you might need right, you think like why doesn't the husband at least have to sign something appointing the basin? Right. It is interesting, right? It's just those magic words once. Alright. So that's the challenge. That this mission makes it sound like the only people that can be given over the oppor- the ability to pass on the agency is a basin. Okay, and then only if you say the right w- word, give it, meaning see that it gets given. Okay? So the Gemara says like this. Inu in they yes avoshaliach lo so a normal shaliach meaning if it's not um, um, meaning if it's not the based in if it's two people certainly if it's only one you can't give over the agency of the writing and the giving of the get so what's the difference so there it's because of the embarrassment of the husband here the husband doesn't mind now what makes the kislut new get more of an issue of the embarrassment of the husband than in our case and we would say that there he that here he minds but in our case he doesn't so Raji says it has to do with the difference of the writing that there's a presumption that the husband would write his own get it's quite fascinating nowadays nobody would presume anybody would write their own get oh you've got to get a special silver etc but if you think about it if all the get says is think about a class of get right I mean when we say for example that's true you need the name and you need the dates and you need all these and all those types of things right but if the idea fundamentally is an expression of the husband's will like when the Gemara says you know what a standard star mecher is if I'm selling you my field sidi netuna lecha or Sidi Mechur Lecha. That's the field. It's the whole star. It's an expression of my will. Now, presumably, you need to say exactly what field we're talking about and those types of things. But anyway, but if there's a presumption, I mean, the Gemara sort of said it before in terms of the debate of Rabbi Meir and Rabbi Eliezer. Does the Vikasav of the Pasuk, a Baal Kai or a Sofer Kai? But the way Rashi expresses it is that there's somehow this societal presumption that the husband is going to be writing the get, and therefore, anytime he's giving it over to somebody else, it's a little embarrassing. Now, you could also say that the it's the very fact that he's divorcing his wife maybe he doesn't want to make that public anyway there's something here that we presume he wants to be keeping a little bit quiet and therefore when it starts at the basic agency of the writing of the get when we're starting at that stage in the process we presume he wants to keep things quiet and anything less than a based in when he explicitly says both you're a based in so it's sort of a public thing and I'm giving it over to a public institution and I'm saying to new which means oversee it not do it yourselves. Anything less than that, we assume he wants to keep it quiet and he doesn't want it passed on. Okay? But it's all just arbitrary. There's nothing intrinsic that would prevent him from doing it in this case. And therefore, in a case where he does, we don't presume he wants to keep it quiet, or there's, 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 anyway, there's like no choice. He's sending a get, he's delivering it to another, to another location. It's about the delivery of the get, right? So in that type of a case, of course you've got to send it through somebody else. You know, and clear, so, so there's, there's nothing to be embarrassed about it's the normal way you do is you deliver it through you know somebody who's traveling to that location there's no presumption that that case he wants to keep quiet or that he would have any concern with handing it over okay so that's basically but it seems to be one of like a very like uh, secondary type of an issue nothing intrinsic to the case itself the next answer is more interesting okay um so it says like this um 
Okay, that's the first answer. Mishum bizayin the ba because we're starting with the writing of the get. The hachabalo copied, but here the husband doesn't care because, like, uh, you know, of course you got to deliver get through somebody. What does he care if somebody else delivers it? Hachabalo copied. Ravam. Now Rava says a more interesting answer. Mishum the milinin who because these are just words. Umili, isn't that what Eliza Doolittle says? Words, words, words. Okay, umili. See, there's only the daf that this you're, you're going to get that somebody's actually quoting musicals. Umili, lo mimsurin l'shaliach. And words are not given over to a shaliach, which means this gets to the problem a little bit that Dov was referring to before, the shlichus, it's all very ephemeral. This whole thing is just words. Write a get for my wife. I made you an agent. There is nothing that concretizes your agency. Okay, write a get for my wife. So if there's nothing that concretizes, the only thing that gives him that status is he receives the direct instruction from me. Okay, and therefore there's nothing that allows, sort of, there's no mechanics for him to transfer that over. It's all too abstract. Okay, there's no physical get. But if I give him the get and say deliver this get to my wife, this get is the embodiment of his agency. We talked before about maybe it's also the testimony to his status. But it's the embodiment of his agency. Whoever is carrying the get is clearly the person in power to deliver it. So it represents that agency and therefore he can give it over and appoint somebody else. So again, the nafkamin of this would be the woman who makes a shaliach that she cannot make a shaliach to receive the get. Okay? Or the other nafkamin is even if the husband announces in, in the case of the writing I don't care. You can go ahead and appoint whoever you want. That doesn't matter to me, right? Presumably, it would not work be- until you, uh, the only thing that takes that a shaliach can make a shaliach, it has nothing to do with the hakpada. it's only the case of the, sh- of, the, of the delivery of the get that the husband is sending. The writing of the get, you couldn't do it. The woman's receiving of the get, a shaliach couldn't make a shaliach. Only the case of the delivery of the get. Okay? Um, um, so the Gemara says, my here, what would be a difference between them? matana. So again, I think it would be more interesting to talk about uh, if the case of the husband isn't makfid or a shaliach of receiving the get that the wife could that shaliach make a shaliach but the Gemara also says what about a shaliach to um, to write a, a a star to give to gift a plot of land to somebody okay so in that case um, there's no bizayon what do I care it's not like there's private aspects of a get so that's the case I'm gifting a plot of land and I say to one person write it can he appoint another person to write it and give it okay Ubefuk said the Rav Shmuel, it's for the debate of Rav and Shmuel. Uh, really? Um, um, matana ain't a get. It's not like a get. And if you make a shaliach to write a star matana, they can make another shaliach. It's the exact same thing because it doesn't matter. It's not about his embarrassment. It's about a shlichus that has no physical embodiment. Okay? And this is really interesting, right? It gets to the idea that a person's status is all very abstract. There's nothing that represents it. There's no star of shlichus. There's nothing. So therefore, can he point it? Can he go ahead and transfer it to somebody? else. Also an interesting question about how much that shaliach to get his status needs that direct contact from the husband. Does he need to hear the appointment from the husband? Can you have a minu shlichus shalo b'fanov? Right, that's an interesting question. Can I say right, this happens by the way by mechiras chametz. Okay, you know can, uh, 
can, can somebody say to me, you know, I'm appointing the rabbi to be my shali here. Go, go, you'll see the rabbi in show, go ahead and give him the $2 or whatever it is, sign the document. I'm appointing him, not in his presence, I'm appointing, I'm appointing him to be my shali to sell the chametz. Like, do you need to be present in order to make a shali or so on? So what exactly is needed to create that? There's no Kenyan that's done. The Ramban actually, Ramban actually says that some people had a minog to do a Kenyan, like a Kenyan sudar, to conquer it, right? But again, like there's nothing, there's no, there's no act that's done that concretizes them. There's nothing that represents the identity, and therefore the Gemara says it's intrinsically hard to, pa- or not possible without a get, without something physical to pass over. Okay, and that is the position of, um, of what do you call? It? Now the only exception of uh, Rav, the only exception would be the Beistin. If you said the Beistin give it, so then the Beistin is different because somehow there's an idea as a public institution, you're not just making them their agent, they somehow can take on a responsibility. Sort of like the idea, you know, you can give over your uh, debts to be collected by Bastin and that avoids then the Shemitah problem. You know, that somehow Bastin, if you can, you need, you can, they, they can't on their own decide they're going to get a get delivered to her husband. You know, that's part of the whole Aguna problem, right, is that the whole power is, in, the whole thing is empowered, you know, it's all the husband's power. The Bastin is not empowered to deliver a get, right? There are some societies in which the courts, in the end, is the issues of divorce. You have to, you know, bring it to court but in the end it's the, neither, neither the husband or the wife but the court that issues it but here while the husband starts as the one in power he can somehow transfer that power and then the court is appointing a shaliach because they're now empowered by the husband to see that it gets given but they're not actually that's a different role they're not actually the husband's agent they're operating somehow as a court which needs that, uh, uh, to be empowered but now they're operating as a court and they can appoint an agent to deliver it okay so that's the exception says Rava a court can go ahead and then they're, ma- they're the ones making a shaliach. They're not passing on an agency. They're making a shaliach. But if you're an agent, you cannot pass on that agency. Okay? Very central idea. Now, so now the Gemara continues. Now, if he says to the shaliach, when you deliver the get, I want you to go ahead and to, um, and to get an object back from her, then you cannot make another shaliach because he doesn't want somebody else to hold on to that, uh, to that uh, treasured painting. So now the question is, okay, but how much does that affect the, 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 the shlichus of the get? So let's take a look. I'm Reish Lakish, said Reish Lakish. Kalm Shana Rebbe, here Rebbe taught, Eino shaliach rishai lahashiel, Eino socha rishai lahashkir, Ashoel, excuse me, a, 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 a borrower cannot, um, I lent you my, uh, my rake, you can't go ahead and lend it to somebody else. I'm not in, you know, and if I rented you my car, you, or rented you my apartment, you can't uh, sublet it. Okay, because we said in the Mishnah that you have to assume that the person does not want, he wants, just because he wants you to help watch his object doesn't mean he wants somebody else to watch his object. So Amalur Rabbi Yochanan, so Rabbi Yochanan said, "Zo, a few tinokas to base Rabban Yodin. Even like, even like, uh, you know, first graders know that. That's not a chiddush. Everybody knows that principle. That's not the chiddush of the Mishnah. The chiddush of the Mishnah isn't that we can, we presume that you don't want somebody else to use your object. Uh, you know, of course, if you only said you can borrow it or you want it, doesn't mean you're entitled to let somebody else do it. That's not the chiddush. Ella, by the way, besides what we get onto, what he says is the chiddush. I would say more than that. It's one thing to say that if I'm asking." 
asking you, I mean, I don't know, I guess this could go both ways, but intuitively I would say, if I lend you an object or rent it to you, where you're actually using it, right, whenever you use it and you're, you know, getting benefit or whatever, you know, it risks damaging it or so on. Your primary focus is on the benefit you're getting out of it, not on the protection of the object. So then I would, I would think I would be most mocked there. I didn't think somebody else could borrow it. Maybe somebody else won't be as careful as you, right? When they're, you know, renting my, subletting my apartment or borrowing my rake or whatever it is. It's different. I'm not sure I would have said it's the same if I said I want you to watch my object, right? Then I could say, you know, unless there's a reason to think that another person is irresponsible, if their primary responsibility they're accepting upon themselves is to protect the object, right? So maybe, maybe I could more presume that a normal type of a person, barring special circumstances, you know, I might not have as much hakpada. I don't know. You could argue the opposite. If I'm focused on watching the object, maybe I'm very makbid who watches it. So it, it could go either way. But it is interesting that the Gemara immediately compares the cases of watching and protecting to borrowing. Yes, Jenna? Right. Exactly. Well, that's actually interesting. Not necessarily. Sometimes the people that borrow, I mean, that's the whole Sugis and Babu Messiah. It actually winds up that people that borrow tend to be more responsible because of the benefit they're deriving, even though it's true. Their relationship to it is less, from their perspective, is less primarily about their duty of care. That's a good, yeah, that's true. Okay, anyway, but he says, look, all of that is obvious. That's, you don't need, that's A, it's in the Mishnah, B, you don't need anybody to tell me that. That's not the Chiddush of the Mishnah. So what is the Chiddush? Ella, here's the Chiddush. Zimnin, Gita Nami Lohafe. There's the Chiddushes, is that there's circumstances in which, because this Shaliyah, I wanted only this Shaliyah to handle the painting, there's times in which the get will be invalid if he goes ahead and hands over that responsibility. Let's take a look. It's like he said to him, He made a condition about what are the circumstances he wanted to get handed over. If he said, I only want you to divorce her in a house, and he divorced her on the, uh, you know, on the ground floor, and he divorced her on the second floor, I want you to give it to her with your right hand. And he gave it to her with his left hand. Okay, that's the case. It's a crazy condition, but nevertheless, that it wouldn't be a, it would it would it would it would make the giving of the get limited to those cases. Okay, so therefore, what he is saying is, the point of the Mishnah is because you wanted the get, you wanted the object, and you sounds like you were going to you know make sure you got the object before you gave the get. You used to get some leverage to get the object or something. That maybe the whole shlichus depends on you being the one to receive it, and I won't trust somebody else to receive it, and I won't want to get given under conditions in which I can't be confident that the right person is getting my object back, right? And that's what it really does sound like in the Mishnah. So now the Gemara is going to explain that it depends on the circumstances. Let's take a look. When the woman comes out to greet the Shaliyah, the Ahiva, why it exactly said that's a little funny, but anyway, the Ahiva lay chafet, and she went out and she like gave him, she was so eager to get the get, she, she proffered the chafet to him right at the outset. And then she took the get from him. That is a good get, okay, because he got the object before giving it back. Now, keep pligi, when do they debate, and we'll see who the pligi is, let's, but let's take a look. Heicha, the Amrle, if he said, so really it has less to do with that she came to greet the Shaliyah and more what he said. If he just 
said, get the, um, you know, give, give her the get and get the object, um, then it's okay. It, it, it seems like it's two separate uh, agencies and they're not dependent one on the other. But if he formulated it as get the get object and then give her the get, okay, then it's clear that he wants to uh, make sure the object gets first and he's seeing them as conditional one on the other. In that case, the and he reversed the order. He first gave her the get, lost his leverage, and then he got the object. Okay? So Rabbi Yochanan posts, So in that case, there's a debate of Rabbi Yochanan and Reish Lakish. Rabbi Yochanan says, in that case, it's not good if he does it, does it, and certainly if his Shaliach does it, it's no good. Reish Lakish, And Reish Lakish says, no, even in that case, it's a separate Shlichus, and it's good if he does it, and certainly it's okay, and, 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 and it's, it's okay if the Shaliach does it, and reverses the order, and certainly if he does it, it's okay, the get is not dependent under those cases. Now, one minute. What, what have we said exactly? Because the Mishnah actually seems to say that this seems to say there's no difference. Rabbi Yochanan says, you know, in either case, if he did the order wrong, it's okay. Whether If he did the order wrong, it's no good, him and the shaliach, um, which seems to be, if he did the order right, it would be okay even to have somebody else do it. Meaning Bo, meaning not the husband. Bo means shaliach one. Right? Is everybody... Uh, l- 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 let me step back. I, I, I might have rushed into this. I'm not explaining this sufficiently. So the point is... So he's, what, what's being said now is, is that there are cases where um, hold on one second right. okay Rish Lakish seems to have said that this just teaches you that, husband, that people don't want their object kept in the hands of other people so Rish Lakish seemed to say that the shlichus of the get was not dependent on the issue of watching the object and it's just a completely separate concern. So the get will always be good. There's just a point whether you're allowed to have somebody else to receive the object for you, which was not Pshat of the Mishnah, but that's what Rish Lakish said. The Yochanan says that's not Pshat of the Mishnah. That's obvious. Pshat of the Mishnah is, is that the get is actually dependent on the right person on receiving the object, that he really cares about that, and he's making the get dependent on that. So the question, therefore, is, the Gemara says, well, listen, if... The husband just said, "Get the, you know, get the object, get the, get the get, get the, give her the get, give her the get, get the object." And so, and he said, "Get the object after, give her the get." So then, he doesn't mean to use the get as leverage, and everybody would agree that the get is always going to be good. The question is, when he says, "Get the object and then give her the get," where it sounds like very much, he's very mocked. Not only that he wants his object, but that the get should be dependent on the right receiving of the object. So in that case, when he said that order, that's where Rachel. Shalakish would say, I don't care, I see them as independent. And Rabbi Yochanan would say, no, the actual giving of the get is dependent on, on it being done in the right way, on, on the getting the object being done in the right way. So, Rish Lakish says, we'll just read the last one, Mashir Bishluch of Lakish says, I don't care. Even if he said, give her the get, give, get the object and then give her the get, it is not dependent 
the get is not dependent on the getting of the object. So if the, even if the shaliach, the shaliach of the shaliach is what it means. Even if the shaliach of the shaliach is the one to receive it, and certainly if he's the one to receive it, and even if it does it in the wrong order, that first he gave her the get before getting the object, okay, none of that matters. I, it's not, the, the kashras of the get is not dependent on the right receiving of the object. That's what Rabbi Reish Lakish is saying. Rabbi Yochanan is saying no. When he said that particular order, get the object and then give the get, the kashras of the get is dependent on the right receiving of the order. And therefore, it's posel bo, the koshkein b'shlucho. Now, what does posel bo mean? When, when is it not good? What's not good is, even if the first shaliach does it in the wrong order, the first shaliach first gave the get and then got the object. So in the end, he got the object. It's invalid. Because at the moment that the get was given, that was not the way the husband wanted the get to given. You're lo- losing your leverage, right? So at the moment the get was given, that's an invalid giving of the get. Is that clear? If he says, get the object, and then give her the get, so even if the same agent reversed the order, it's invalid, because when he gave the get, he was, I was afraid that he was going to risk getting the object back. Okay, and certainly, if the shali, if he made somebody else do it, would it be invalid? Okay, so Rabbi Yochanan, Rabbi Lagish basically says they're always independent. Rabbi Yochanan says no. If you say in order, they're dependent. Okay, if you say get the object and give the get, the get is dependent on the object. And if the guy himself did it in the wrong order, it's invalid. Now, the question is, but the Mishnah makes it sound that it's the shali- it's, The problem is the shaliach, right? That's, the Mishnah makes it sound the problem is not that he did it wrong. He has, the Mishnah makes it sound that there's a problem with the shaliach doing it, right? That if he says get the object, he can't make a shaliyah. So the way Tosos reads Rabbi Yochanan, when he says, Posel Bo, the Koskein B'Shlucho, it means, if you, agent number one, did it in the wrong order, even though you got the object in the end, it's no good. And certainly, if you made an agent, then even if that agent did it in the right order, it's no good. Because I certainly don't want anybody else handling my object. Okay? So Rabbi Yochanan says two things. Number one is, if he says a particular order, then the kashras of the get is to dependent on getting the object back in the right way, number one. And number two, there are two ways you can invalidate the cautious of the get. You could not get the object back in the right way. What are the two ways not getting back in the right way? You yourself do it, but you do it in the wrong order. Or you get somebody to do it in your stead, and I never wanted anybody else to handle my object. And that's how Rabbi Yochanan reads the Mishnah, which I think is a pretty good read of the Mishnah. Yes. In the real world, actually, you know, if, if two people want leverage over each other, the way you do it is you take a third neutral party. Oh. Like, I'm not giving you the get until you give me the painting. I'm not giving you the painting until you give me the get. So we both trust Rick. So, you know, Right. So then, so so that's actually the real the way. That's you interesting, the world, right? Well, no, but he but but, but he but it would work if the husband agreed to those conditions. Yeah, right, right. <laughs> right. I understand. The reason this is different is because the husband has unilateral power. In your scenario, both parties have like equal sort of power in the exchange, right? Well, they kind of do. She has the leverage of holding the painting. Right. Uh, that's well. That's true. That's so true. You're right. 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 You're right. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. If um, wh- why is there a case where it just says if 
the agent gave the get and didn't receive the object back, then the get's not valid. That also, that's obvious, but according to Rabbi Yochanan, according to Eshlakish, it doesn't matter, they're always independent. According to Rabbi Yochanan, that's obvious. The Chiddush here is that for even if he did get the object back, if he got it back after having lost his leverage, it's no good for Rabbi Yochanan. That part is what I'm trying to, what's the big deal? The deal is at the moment that the get was given, even though a minute later he got the object, at the moment the get was given, I was like, ah, you're not going to get the object, the painting, right? So therefore the get was invalid at that moment. It doesn't matter five minutes later, two seconds later he got the painting. At the moment it was given, he was violating my desire. He was risking not getting the painting back. He wasn't fulfilling the shlichus. I mean, it's like he has an object that was handed over to him for a particular purpose. Right. That means that way. Exactly. Okay, let's look at the next Mishnah. Okay, so that's if it's being brought in Eretz Yisrael, where there's no Bafani Nechtov, and it gets to the heart of the question about under what conditions can a shaliach pass on his shlichus, and this very important idea of mili lo minsrin l'shliach. Words are not given over, you know, to be handed over to someone else. That uh, abstract appointment. Now we return to the Bafani Nechtov. Hamevi get mingdinatayam, bringing get from overseas, v'chala, and get sick. So we've already decided that you can go ahead and appoint to somebody in your place when you get sick, but now there's a problem. You have to say, and your shaliach who's taking your place won't be able to say it. So what you have to do is, you have to do it and get a basin, which is pretty much evidence that you have to do in front of a basin, which was debated in the beginning of the first parak, and testify in front of the basin, and then appoint another shaliach, and then that shaliach can just come and say, I can't say Bafani Nechtav, but I was appointed by the Basin. The Basin in such and such a city heard this, heard the original Shliach's testimony of Bafani Nechtav. Okay? The only stand Bafani Nechtav, Bafani Nechtav, the ain't Shliach Acheron, the last Shliach, Tzorch Shion Bafani Nechtav, Bafani Nechtav, and the only Shliach Basin, Ani, I'm an agent of the court. Okay? And that's okay. So this is sort of presuming, though, that this is a Basin that sort of needs regularly to find them, you can go back. Yeah, I mean, right, that's a good point. Right, it does presume, right, Together, right? It's an interesting point, though. Maybe, but, but I, I'm not. Yeah, I don't know. It's a good question. I mean, you know, you're getting to that question again about being able to prove everything, which is an issue that we raised, right? About like how can the chain of evidence, as it were, be proven? Yeah, but it's not. Yeah, it's, it's an interesting question. I know the answer. I have to look at that. Okay, Amalei Rabbanu, like whether you can do an ad hoc basis for this. Amalei Rabbanu Avimi braid Rabbi Yavahu. So the rabbi said to Avimi, the son of Rabbi Yavahu, "Bo minim Rabbi Yavahu, go ask your dad. Go ask Rabbi Yavahu." Shaliach to Shaliach, Masri Shaliach Olo. Can Shaliach number two in this scenario make a Shaliach or not? Make a Shaliach number three. Okay? And I guess you could have asked it in Eretz Yisrael as well. Okay? But here we have the Shaliach made a Shaliach in front of this basin. Can that Shaliach make another one? Amalahu, Loti Bailuchu. You don't need to ask such a question. I'm not going to ask him that. That's obvious. Midiktani, the Mishnah says, Eino Shaliach Acharon. The final Shaliach doesn't have to say Bifani Nechtav. So why don't you just say the Second shaliach. Why did it say the final one? So michlal demashvi shaliach. So you see, it said final. It didn't say second. That means that you can make another shaliach, another one, and another one, and so on. As long as you, yes, once you've established, you can pass on the shlichus. You can continue to pass it on. 
Okay, so um, Ella Kidi Bailuchu, if you want to ask a good question, here's the question you should be asking. When the second Shaliach makes Shaliach number three, does he need a basin or not? Because he doesn't have to say Bafani Nechtov, so maybe he can just directly appoint one over. On the other hand, if his role is being a Shaliach of the court, maybe you need a court to appoint the next Shaliach. So. Um, Amulei, they said to him, Hello, me Bailan. That isn't a question. Tani, all of them is debating what's a good enough question to ask Rabbi Avo. Since the last Shaliach, which you have now established for us, means Shaliach number three or four or five, says, I'm a Shaliach of the court. So to be a Shaliach of a court, you need a court to appoint him. And maybe that's also why a Shaliach can make a Shaliach. Because in the end, he's not really making a Shaliach. Really, the court is taking the responsibility, and the court is making Shaliach number three and four. Right? So would it be the same, for example, in the previous Mishnah, if it didn't involve a court and it was in Eretz Yisrael, and Shriach number one made Shriach number two. Can two make three, and three make four, and four make five? Right? So that's maybe different, because here there's a court involved at every stage, and the Shaliach is basically always a direct appointment of appointee of the court. Alright? So let's keep on reading. Um, so Rav Nachman Yitzchak had this version of the events. The rabbi said to Avimi, the son of Rabbi Yavo, ask your dad, ask Rabbi Yavo, they just started like at a different stage in the process. They were assuming that Shaliach number two could make Shaliach number three. But They wanted to know, would it have to have been in the court or not? So what makes you assume that number two can make a number three? They said to him, no, that wasn't a question for us. Because it says the last Shaliach doesn't have to say Bafani Nechtav. So from there it was obvious to us in the Mishnah that you could make three and four and five. And the only question we had was Vivesin or Shalob Vivesin, in a court or even not a court. Amalui said to them, and then you shouldn't ask the, then the second question you shouldn't ask either. So this establishes that a Shaliach can make, two can make three, can make four, can make five, but it has to be done in a court. And the interesting question, which Sigmar is not exploring, is, at this day, is, are those interrelated? Is the only reason you can keep on going down the chain because you're really not making the next Shaliach. You're really handing back the responsibility to a court, and the court is making it, and maybe that changes the dynamics. Okay, but maybe in Eretz Yisrael, who knows? Maybe it would be different. All right, so now the Gemara says like this. Um... Um, I'm a rabba. Shliach be'eret Yisrael. So now the Gemara turns to that. See, I knew what was coming up. Shliach be'eret Yisrael. Osekama shluchim. It is not limited to chutz laaretz. It's not limited to being appointed by the court. Even in Eretz Yisrael, where it's a private affair of handing over the shlichus, you can pass it on from one to the next to the next. Remember, this also helps that you actually have a physical get, right, for rabba. That that helps, like, sort of concretize, you know, the shlichus. Okay. Uh, um, okay. Um, so, Osakama Shluchim. Really? Okay. Um, and if Rashi just spells out, You don't have any of those requirements of our Mishnah. You don't have to say because it's an Eretz Yisrael. You don't have to say because it's not involving a basin. Because you're not saying it's all a private affair. 
and nevertheless you can pass it on two, three, and four, and five, and so on. Okay, so either of those processes work. Uh, Ravashi says Ravashi. Imes Rishon Batlukulan. Now we get to an interesting question. Okay, and now we're dealing with Eretz Yisrael because where where it clearly is not involving a base tip. Let's say you cut the daisy chain at one point. Let's say the first shaliach dies. Is the second shaliach the shaliach of the first guy or the shaliach of the husband? Now, I think it seems pretty obvious to us he's the shaliach of the husband. You're passing on the agency you received from the husband. You don't answer to me. You answer to the husband, right? But he, the, the first statement is very strange. Is No, you're ultimately a shaliach of the shaliach. And if shaliach number one dies, the other shluchim are batel. So, the Gemara rejects this. Armar Barbar Ravashi, we have a lot of fathers and sons here. So, the son of Ravashi says, that that my father said he was a kid when he said it that's not actually true okay Ilu Meis in fact you may have disagreeing with your father Ilu Meis yeah look let's say the husband died would the shlichus still be around if the husband died well I don't care the husband died I'm only a shaliach of guy number one I'm not a shaliach of the husband no of course not of course you're a shaliach of the husband if the husband died you wouldn't be a shaliach so who are they all empowered by who's the real person, uh, you know, whose power is being uh, sort of, uh, you know, uh, um, um, operated here. Because the Baal they're coming from the power of the husband. Okay? As long as the husband is alive, I don't care if anybody else dies, all the shlichim are good, because ultimately they're just handing over the agency from of the husband. Okay? Less the Baal, less the If the husband is dead, I don't care if the other shlichim are alive. You're not, well, I don't care if the husband's di- dead, I'm still a shlich of guy number one. <laughs> so he basically is a silly. Of course, you're not a shaliach of the person. That person, in his own identity, has no role here, right? Once he's just handing you over the agency, and now you're you're responsible to the husband. <laughs> now it is interesting, though, because there is a case where there, this isn't as obvious, and that's a case of, for example, the Gemara before mentioned um, Shomer uh, like uh, Shoel Vishayla Hashio. If you give me an object to watch, and I go ahead and I go ahead and I give it to Dove to watch, right? Is Dove watching it for me or is Dove watching it for you? Okay, so they are actually, there's a whole Sugim Bhavmitri about that. Okay, there's actually a possibility where I can make money off of that. You give it to me as a, as a Shomer Chinam and then I pay Dove to watch it for me as a Shomer Sachar and then something happens to the object. So, you know, that's an honest. So he, because he's being paid, not honest, it's a, whatever, it's a gneva, gets stolen. So he as a Shomer Sachar is liable, so he pays me for it. But I as a Shomer Chinam to you am not liable. So <laughs> anyway, that's a question in the Mishnah. Okay, Rabbi Yossi says, Hey, chala oses chora b'parasar shel chazero. Anyway, so there is a case like that where actually you could be sort of doing somebody else's job for them, but that's a little different because there it doesn't focus on power. There it focuses like on an object and who are you watching the object for as opposed to here the role of divorcing the wife is something that only the husband is the relevant party so anybody that's empowered to divorce the wife is directly representing the husband cannot be representing somebody else yes if the husband dies she can't get again right right so what's the that's the, the point it was just it was just an absurd point it's like it's all obviously about the husband right who could you be representing if not the husband okay it's just a, it's just a way of saying that okay um Ahu Gavra, now we're going to get some stories. Ahu Gavra, a man sent to get to his wife. Ama Shaliach, I don't know who she is. 
How am I supposed to go ahead and give it to her? Okay, presumably this was in Chutzart. He was going to have to find a base in if you wanted to hand it over. So on the way, he said to him, look, look, fine. You know Abar Baminyomin, right? He said, yes, him I know. Fine. Go give it to him. The He knows my wife. He'll give it to my wife. The laser will lace for Nihala, and he'll go give it to her. Asa, he went to the town. He couldn't find Abar Baminyomi. He found these three rabbis. And by the way, Rav Safar was also there. And they, they said to him, look, he said, what should I do? I got to give it to the wife. I got to tell me to give it to Abba Minyomi. I can't find him. Listen. Masur Micha, come on. Give your words over in front of us. It's interesting. It echoes the phrase, Mili lo mimsarein l'shliach. Okay, but this is the milim, the words that he's giving over here are, B'fani nechta, B'fani nechtam. Testify to us, B'fani nechta, B'fani nechtam. Didan. And then we, as the mission teaches us, will appoint Abba Minyomi when we find him. The chiyaisi Abba Minyomi. When Abba Minyomi shows up, he's seen in Levi. We'll give it to him and he'll go give it to her. It's perfect, okay? You do what the Mishnah says. Say, appoint us as your agents. We'll go ahead and we'll appoint Abraham when we find him. Amul Rav Safra, so Rav Safra, who was sitting off the sideline, said to these three, who are now serving as a basin, well, I don't understand how this can work. The first Shaliach cannot empower you. Why can he cannot empower you? Because he himself was not empowered to deliver the get. He was only empowered to hand it over to Abba Raminyomi. So he is assuming that the ability to transfer the responsibility to a basin of giving the get is something that you have to be fully in the role of husband, fully in the position to give the get yourself. But if you're only in the position to hand it off to Abba Raminyomi, then you can't... Now, why can't you hand that power to basin? I have the power to appoint Abra Baminyomi. You appoint Abra Baminyomi for me. But anyway, he's assuming, no, if you're not in the position of the husband, then you cannot appoint, you know, a basin to take that responsibility of the get from you. Um, it would be interesting if he would say, could he, presumably also you just can't appoint a shaliach to do it from you. The whole, this gets back to the question under what circumstances can you transfer the agency. So he assumes you have to be fully empowered in the act to be able to transfer the agency. So, if the so all these rabbis were embarrassed that they didn't think about that point. Amar Rava, so Rava said, Kapchinu Rasafra, Lutwasa Rabbanan Smuchi. Rasafra sort of showed up these three big rabbis, these rabbis who have smicha, these ordained rabbis, and he really showed them up. Amar Ravashi, so Ravashi says, Pemai Kapchinu Rasafra, Lutwasa Rabbanan Smuchi. I'm sorry, Amar Ravashi. Pemai Kapchinu. What type of a, as we would say in Yeshiva, what, what type of a slug up was that? What type of a, what type, what type of a, why, why did he embarrass them? Why did he? Why, what, what, what type of that wasn't a challenge? Me kamale abar baminyomi velo at. I don't get it. He didn't say I only want abar baminyomi to deliver the get. Abar baminyomi, I was helping him out because he could, didn't know who my wife was. But if he were able to bump into my wife and discover that that was my wife, and abar baminyomi told him that was my wife, I wouldn't have had a problem for him to give the get to my wife. So he was empowered to deliver the get to my wife. I wasn't telling him he couldn't. Right? I was advising him to find Abraham Minyomi, but that didn't 
say that he was not empowered. So he was Nitan Legerishin. He was empowered to deliver the get, and therefore he could make a basin. Igadami, we'll just end with this. There's another version of this. himself recognized it was an error. He shrugged them up, and they were embarrassed, but they should be embarrassed if they were embarrassed. Okay? <laughs> because the whole thing was an error. It wasn't a good challenge. I'm Ravashi, my Ta'usa. What was, now, there's two ways to read Ravashi. I'm going to read it Tosus' way. There's all my chlokas for showing how to read Ravashi. This, the way I'm about to read it is completely consistent with what we just said. He said, my Ta'usa, why was it an error? Here's why it was an error. My Kamerle, now it's me Kamerle, Abra Maminyomi Velo Ath, because he didn't say only Arba Maminyomi and not you. So it was an error. He was totally fine with this guy being the one to give it. That's the way to read it that it's coming to the same conclusion. But the, the version we have is actually that Rav Ashi says it wasn't an error. My Tausa, why was it an error? My uh, Kamerle, um, what did he say to him? He said to him, Arba Maminyomi, Velo Ath. <laughs> that Rav Ashi is actually ending by saying, no, in the end of the day, he only wanted Arba Maminyomi to do it. But anyway, a better read, a more, I would say, a more logical read just in thinking about the circumstances is that in principle he would be okay with this guy giving the get to his wife as well so he was Nitan Legershin but besides the circumstances the principle is interesting because the principle the Gemara says is that if he was only appointed to give it over to another Shaviyach wasn't fully empowered to give it himself then he also his ability to give over the power to oversee the get to the based in he doesn't have that power he, oh, because, because you have, in order to give it over the full responsibility to a based in you need to be fully empowered right to give the get yourself the interesting question is can you and, and I'll end with this is, but if he wasn't empowered to give it himself what type of why was he a shaliyah at all basically what he's a shaliyah to give it to Abra Baminyomi who needs him I can send it in the mail to Abra Baminyomi I mean, I'm really only appointing Abra Baminyomi as my shaliyah really what's happening is and I'm appointing Arba Baminyomi in his, not in his presence. Right? Think about it. Let's say I only said, you cannot give the get to my wife, you have to give it to Arba Baminyomi, he's going to give the get to my wife. Are you a shaliach? Or are you just a male service? Right? What type of a shlichus is it to give it to... Do you need a shlichus to appoint a shaliach? Or can you appoint a shaliach not in his presence? Right? Without no, well, and without his knowledge. But if I basically go ahead, I write him a letter, and I'm saying, enclosing this letter, please find this, please deliver it to my wife. Well, you could say that's like a, a Dibor. Well, that's the question. Can you appoint... Eventually, he'll find out. You'll inform him of it. But are you a... Do, do I have to directly appoint him? And you're my shaliach to, to do the act of appointing? Or can I appoint him shalobafanov? And then you're just a mail service, you know? And so that is not clear from this Gemara. All right.